All right. Professor Bob, expert in Eastern European history and politics, here with you with Dave Maisler, budding young student, PhD student. I believe he is at the intersections of game design and politics. Yeah. Um, game, game of dicks. Game of dicks. <laughs> So, uh, Dave, we have uh, the Ukraine situation. Russia continues to invade Ukraine. Been going on. Ukraine's putting up some pretty good resistance. It looks like, I don't know if you saw that viral video of the Ukrainian people at that outpost, the military, and they just said, like, fuck you to Russia or go fuck yourself. And then they got attacked. Um, Actually, a report says that the guy who said, go fuck yourself might still be alive. Um, so that's interesting. Um, Did he get shot? I think they were getting like bombed. So yeah, it was like on an island. Wow. Yeah, I have not. I'm okay. I have basically zero knowledge of anything. So Let me... I am not up to date on anything. Take one more step backwards then. Um, so, yeah, last week, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, Putin has been threatening this attack. Yeah. And there's been like weird reports, like a lot of the Ukrainians and far leftists, I would say, didn't believe, like Chomsky didn't believe that an attack would happen. Um, and thought it was just Western media hysteria. Um, mm. So it was, but I I know that Biden was preparing for an attack, so he believed it was going to happen. Um, so Putin did send in a full full scale attack from a lot of sides, from the Black Sea, from the Ukraine, the in the Ukraine from like the north um through like belarus belarus is a russian ally um and oh man it's well it's pretty insane to do this ukraine is a sovereign country to do so would be like us invading mexico um or cuba so like that doesn't seem like anyone can do that anymore but sure enough, Putin did it. And NATO, so Ukraine is not in NATO. Um, and NATO is a powerful military alliance. U.S. is by far the strongest part of NATO, but it stands for North Atlantic Treaty Organization. And since the Cold War ended, NATO keeps on moving missiles closer and closer to Russia. And that has pissed Russia off. Um, So that's basically what Putin said. He was going to demilitarize the Ukraine. That's why he invaded. But if you look more closely at Putin, that's probably just a pretext. I think he, his opinion is that Ukraine is not a country. It's just like a state at best and that Ukrainians are basically Russians and should be under Russia control. Um, so, yeah, 
that that's kind of where we at in this like uh, the invasion. Ukraine, I think, has been fighting them off pretty well. They're Kiev is their capital and it's kind of close to Russia, so it is under attack. Um, and they really don't want to lose Kiev. I think Kiev, if they lost that, they would lose this war, you know, or um, yeah, that would signal a win for Russia. Russia, probably if they won, they would set up a puppet government. Um, but I do think that even if they did that, Ukrainians wouldn't accept it. You know, I don't think Ukrainians are pretty fiercely like not wanting to be a part of Russia. So I don't know if that would work in the long run. Um, who knows what would happen with that. Should also say that this all started eight years ago. So um, Ukraine had a small revolution and ousted their previous prime minister who was more pro-Russia. And so they've had a much more Western oriented prime minister and that has pissed off Russia and Russia. So Russia invaded Crimea in 2014 and annexed Crimea, which was previously Ukraine. Um, and the West really didn't do much there either. Um, so that was kind of a test for this. And also I would say Russia has been like doing classic Russia stuff of like cyber attacks and like all that stuff. Um, so I think that's a pretty good primer. Yeah. Well, does it have anything to do with water as well? I haven't heard that. I've heard some talk about it having to do with energy pipelines and gas and mostly like having energy pipelines. Um, but I do think that's secondary. Do you mean water in terms of access to the Black Sea? Yeah. Yes. Talk about that a little bit too. Um, but Russia does have ports. I mean, they have Crimea, which is a port. They have the Gulf of Finland, which is where St. Petersburg is. They have ports on the other side of the world near Alaska, but I guess that probably freezes. So I hmm. think that is probably also an important issue, but also probably secondary. I think the primary issue is Putin being, this is so much about power for Putin, like Putin being sort of like pressured by NATO and he doesn't like that. And he, I think he truly believes that Ukraine should be part of Russia and he wants to, yeah, push Russian politics, Russian empire and his own power out. So, um, and I think it's just nice for him to have the ports and the energy pipelines, but I don't think he is desperate about that stuff. Yeah. And then I guess my next question is how much, so am I right that there's a bunch of military bases on the border of Ukraine and Russia? They're like NATO military bases? Yeah. Yeah, there's NATO military bases. I think though, actually only the closest ones are in, um, they're in Germany, but I think maybe there might be military installations with missiles in Poland and 
I don't think there's anything in Ukraine because Ukraine isn't a part of NATO, but they're a NATO ally. Um, so yeah, I do fear like, I do think that Putin does also fear Ukraine joining NATO and then the missiles being brought even closer into the Ukraine. Uh-huh. And then what was the, well, I guess what was the last straw thing that happened? Um, what pushed it? Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe, I can't remember anything that NATO did recently. It might've been like the Ukraine might've had some talks with NATO that might've pushed this. And then Putin had an opportunity to have a summit with Xi Jinping, um, the Chinese premier. And I think probably got out of that, that like China will support Russia in this. And that's important for Russia to pull this off. And China would love to do this to Taiwan. This would be like a great thing for to allow China to invade Taiwan, which it's been threatening to do for a while now. Do you, okay, so now some predictions. Um, do you think that this is going to go towards World War III? No, I don't. Um, although, I mean, Putin did, there's some news on The Guardian today that said that uh, Putin ordered his military command to put nuclear deterrence forces on high alert. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's not great that like nuclear weapons are being brought into this, or at least like Putin saying he's being threatened in in that way. Um, I think it could, it could spiral out of control and lead to world war three. Um, but it's not exactly like alliances. Um, and I just don't think that's how the world works anymore. You know, I don't think we'd have these massive land wars anymore. Um, what we've seen is these proxy wars in Syria and um, yeah. other parts of the world. I, I think we'd still continue to see that. And I think the West and NATO and the U.S. has been very reluctant to put any NATO boots on the ground in order to like not have an escalation. But at the same time, that's, it's sad that we're not doing more to support Ukraine because a lot of people are dying there and we're partially the reason that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Another interesting part of this is the far right in the United States um, has been applauding Putin, like Trump. And that's kind of wild to think about, right? Because think of it like the Soviet, like the far right was the most anti-Soviet in the Cold War. And now the far right supports um, this. That's just kind of mind boggling that the it's all because of Trump, you know, Trump's like loving of authoritarianism. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, I did see that, that Trump was 
like all about Putin. It's just like, oh my God. I don't understand why we're not quite done with this guy. I mean, well, we're not done with him at all. And then also how there's like support for this invasion, you know? And supposedly Ukraine's our ally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it seems like a pretty tricky situation. Yeah, it is tricky. Um, yeah, so your, your estimation is that this might lead way to like either a proxy war or you, Russia controlling Ukraine with a proxy government through taking Kiev. Um, or, yeah, but probably not going to World War III, which is good. And, you, and so you think that the U.S. is not going to be involved? Yeah, the U.S. will definitely be, like, involved through diplomacy and trying to pressure Russia, Russia to stop this. Um, but they are not going to send like troops those but i mean we are sending weapons to ukraine um do so but yeah they i don't predict it would go beyond that i think the us and nato would would allow for russia to take kiev and install a puppet government um and i dig i just think we've seen that like the U.S. just doesn't have the power to stop that. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that Russia took Crimea, that kind of shows you it's just too far away in the world. Yeah, and so I don't think we're going to see, unless I can't predict something else spiraling, I guess what would, if, if, if like Russia kept marching towards Europe, but they would never do that. This is definitely not about Russia trying to take over Europe. This is very much like a focus on Ukraine and has a lot to do with like these ethnic national issues of like, is, is Ukraine Russia, which it's obviously not, but Putin, I do think believes that it is. Right. Hmm. Oh boy, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, it it is tough. Um, Yeah. I mean, I do think plays out in the US like I think Biden looks pretty good. I think you know the right definitely thinks Biden looks weak. Um, but I think independents don't want an invasion. So I think this if Biden maintains the course, I think he doesn't lose too many more points. I, he stays pretty much where he is and maybe maybe gains some points. And I think this can fracture the right a little bit, you know, the far right likes Putin and Trump, but more moderate right-wing people are still in the Cold War mentality. So it might it might have a way of like helping U.S. politics. Yeah, uniting or pushing some right-wing people away from where right-wing politics is now. Yeah, or it could go even worse. The right could swallow even more, uh, or the far right could swallow even more of the right, and even more of the, like the independence, and um, that that would be scary. I mean, the combination of these like far right beliefs is is frightening. Like the alliance of Trump and Putin and 
authoritarians across the world. Yeah. So yeah, where will it go in this next week? That is a question like very hot. There's like a lot. I would go to the Guardian. That's where I go to just, they have kind of like minute by minute what's going on. You know, there's like very crisis situation and I'm sure all like the news podcasts will continue to like focus on this next week. Um, yeah, I would love to see like more support of Ukraine um, in any ways that we can. There's like, yeah, I mean, whatever political things that people do, like writing letters or calling elected officials is, is definitely important. You know, if there's a groundswell of that, that would be good to do. Um, I, I would love to see like massive presentation uh, demonstrations in Berlin. A hundred thousand people demonstrated. I haven't heard of anything in California, but that would be what I would want to see. Um, yep. I should also say that um, you know we do focus on this because it's Europe and there's a Eurocentrism to our news. And meanwhile, there's been U.S. bombings in Somalia and Yemen um, for a long time. And the news doesn't focus on that anymore. And um, but there's like awful devastation there. And of course, it's like the U.S. doing it. So we know the, the media doesn't focus on that. But we should also like have this under have us understand more like the, that there's other places in this world that this is happening and we should also learn more and send our solidarity there as well. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's been pretty big news all in all. Like all the kids at my school are like invested already and like worried. And yeah, I didn't have many explanations. Um, what do you think uh, you'll tell them if they ask questions this week? Um, I mean, in general, I think it's best to try and like tell the truth, but also like um, ease worries, you know? Because I know that when I was a kid, how like scared I was of even like things that I didn't really need to be scared of. I remember being a little bit, um, like, remember Kosovo? I think that was 92. And I was like eight years old or something. Yeah, 93 or 94. Um, <clears throat> I was pretty worried about that. I had worries. But um, I think in general, like, the random payroll and Fort Collins has nothing really to worry about. But I think that they can also be active and get their voice heard and think about that. Yeah, but in, I mean, in general, these are like discussions to have with your family more so than at, at school. Or like, not that it's not okay at school, but just that like these discussions, parent, parents can say a lot more than teachers can. And teachers yeah. can like give perspective, I guess, in general, but like, yeah. I try not to get kids thinking a certain way just to get kids thinking. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think that's always going to be more effective. 
were they saying things like, are we going to die or things like that? Yeah, just like, basically, is this the start of World War III, you know? Yeah, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. and I think because it's Russia, we play into the, the Cold War framework when this happens. Um, and it's also a very hot conflict. Um, but the world has changed. So I, I would feel, I would say that Cold War mentality does play into some of the actors here. Um, but this just isn't the same as a Cold War. This isn't the Soviet Union. For example, one of the shows talked about how Russia's economy is the same size as Spain's. Mm. And Spain, it's like, that's like nowhere close to the size of the United States. So part of this is Russia wanting to, yeah. So you're right. I think part of this is the ports and wanting to increase their economy and their empire um, or Putin wanting to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at this point, it's, it's like very unlikely that World War III would happen. But it's not out of the question because yeah. of like alliances with China. And I don't love Biden, but I think he's like a little bit better than Trump in this situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's for sure, right? We might be going to war with Russia against Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, not really, but it feels like that's, that would be a possibility, right? Wait, Trump would join Russia and invade yeah. yeah, try to split up the Ukraine. Yeah, he might. Yeah, that that does seem possible. But you guys in that one, so that's good at least. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's good, Bob. I think maybe we pause here unless there's yeah, anything else here. you want to say. That's it. Good. I'm going to stop it.